the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. You've tuned into Black and Right. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. And leading that revolution are your hosts, Charles Love and John Anthony. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back into another week of Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Uh, Charles Love is not here today. Uh, joining me in studio, okay, I've been her um, Benson today. I've been her Uber driver today. Uh, I've also been her doorman, too. I think I had to hold open the door for her as well. Uh, none other than CPA, Certified Public Accountant, Alicia Benford. Thanks so much for joining us. You're welcome. Hi, how are you? You didn't, you didn't deny that I was all, any of that, though. Uh, you, you did a great job multitasking today, and I truly <laughs> appreciate it. Thank you for being so gracious. Guys, I'm telling you, when, when, as we were preparing for the show this week, uh, we've had a lot of arguing through Facebook. Deontay Johnson, I know you're listening. Uh, <laughs> you've been a part of a lot of that arguing that has gone back and forth between the three of us. Am I right, Alicia? You're right. <laughs> so what's going on? Where you been? Actually, I w- you, you should have started out with the, f- the best part. So oh, I was actually boy. in Miami at a conference all week. You know, we have so many hours of continuing education. Uh, my business partner actually did a great presentation uh, earlier this week. And then last night, our flight was canceled coming back. So I made sure I made it back here in time for your show. Did everything I could. Changed airlines and Got up at 5 a.m. just to make sure I was here for you today to honor my commitment. And you start out with hammering me on everything that you had to do for me. Yeah. Instead of going back to all of the things I did to make sure I was here. Oh, today. That doesn't matter. We, 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 don't, uh, oh, we, don't, we don't really care about oh, any No, of we those. do care about Come that. On. All of that matters. <laughs> when? It matters <laughs> to me. You, especially with you, when? It, it always matters to me. <laughs> I think I think I think by the time we're, we're done with this show, your friends you you no longer have a business partner. You're not gonna, no longer gonna have any friends, uh, you know, because we're gonna talk just maybe a little bit in the first hour about a lot of what's going on with this impeachment sham, this farce. Um, and uh, one of the things that I, I really appreciated about what you when we talked um, over the phone about it was that you really did your homework to understand the process of of what's actually happening. And uh, I'm sure it did it open your eyes, though, to, to, to see what actually the impeachment process and how different one, how different this one is. It is. You know, John, clearly, obviously, we, we have not impeached a lot of presidents. So I don't think anybody can hang their head out as being the resident expert on the process. But just in looking at the process, the my main focus is it, with any other process, especially as it pertains to elected officials, is that a process is followed fairly fairly based on the law. So whatever those laws are right now that are in place and that it's being held in a fair manner, regardless of whatever political parties are involved. And and whatever happened to beating an opponent at the ballot box? Uh, I I think, I think, I think when I, when I, when I thought about doing this show, I thought about you and and one of the reasons why I thought about you 
was because I think you could understand what's going on in the mind of Trump, being that you've been, you know, how do I say this, bullied in some ways. <laughs> <laughs> Were you called a B on, on, on Facebook the other day? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was. I, by, I, actually by another elected official, who he, and he called me a B because I would not allow him to lie on me on social media. Go oh, figure. Oh, boy. And, and, and when, I, when I saw that and I said to myself, who would be somebody that can come in who would understand how Trump is feeling about this whole impeachment thing? Because, you know, I, I look at I look at what's been happening to you over where you where you are um, an official at. And all I see is just people who are basically know they can't beat you at the ballot box and they don't like you. So they're going to try to create all these different things about you. Mm-hmm. So would you say that you understand a lot, a little bit of some about the pushback that Trump does? I can tell you that definitely one of the, the first things I learned as an elected official is that you can't please everybody. <laughs> so you, you're definitely going to have people out there that don't like you. Yeah. But if I am doing my job, you can't just get me. You can't try to force me out of my position just because you don't like me. Correct. If you want me out of my position, you have to prove that I did not do my job. And if, if you can prove that I didn't do my job uh-huh. or I, I committed a violation of the law in, in trying to do my job or abuse of power, then so be it. But if you can't prove any of those things, then, you know, it is what it is. So I've, I've tried to, to, to watch a lot of the impeachment um, proceedings that have happened with the House managers. Um, I tried. <laughs> Every time I tried to do it, I, I got bored. And I'm like... I mean, because they kept repeating the same thing over and over and over and over again. And then, you know, I, I, there was um, a part in it where the, the House manager, the guy that's leading, who I think the Democrats are, are, are they really missed the optics of, of, of allowing uh, Congressman Adam Schiff to actually lead this impeachment process. But I, 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 over, I, saw, I saw him speak and... I, I'm just going to let the listeners listen. And, and, and I know you listened to it because when I sent you the clip, you well, I'll let you tell your, your, what you felt about it. Mm-hmm. But I think this is a very dangerous point to be. This is a very dangerous comment, in my opinion. And I'll let you, the listeners, tell me. Here it is. Schiff. The House did not take this extraordinarily, extraordinary step lightly. As we will discuss, impeachment exists for cases in which the conduct of the president rises beyond mere policies, disputes to be decided otherwise and without urgency at the ballot box. Instead, we are here today to consider a much more grave matter, and that is an attempt to use the powers of the presidency to cheat in an election. For precisely this reason, the president's misconduct cannot be decided at the ballot box, for we cannot be assured that the vote will be fairly won. Did, did you did you hear that? I heard that. Did, did you? I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, to, to the people who are listening to us right now, to the people that are on Facebook Live right now, think about that. Congressman Adam Schiff says he cannot trust you, the voter. You have to trust us, the government. But mm-hmm. you, you, we can't. Yeah, guess what? The voter? Nah. We want to take this out of your hands because you're dumb. You're stupid. You're stuck on stupid. But. I think Adam Schiff is the one stuck on stupid. I mean, you help me out here, Alicia. So let me let me start by saying this. I am in no way defending President Trump in this situation. The comment I'm about to make. I'm defending the office of the presidency. 
when you defend the office of the presidency, you defend the fact that people have a right to form their opinion based on evidence presented. So if you're going to call this as an impeachment trial, do it based on evidence. You're, this is not a vote at a ballot box. This is an impeachment trial where we're talking about evidence. So the ballot box has nothing to do with it. But you're right. If you listen to that comment he's making, he's basically saying we're taking that power out of your hand and we are now giving it back. We're giving it to we want we had it at the House. Now we're giving it to the Senate and we want the Senate to decide to remove him from office. However, he's already been elected into office mm-hmm. ballot. If you Which want him out of gotten over. And if, if, if you want him out of office, that happens at election time. If you're going to impeach him, impeach him. It's two se- totally separate processes. Have not, they don't have anything to do with each other. And I think they keep trying to co-mingle them together. And, and, and I, think, I, think, I think Adam Schiff, I mean, he's begging. He's literally begging on live television in front of millions to have the Senate do what he would not allow in the House at all. He wouldn't allow them to call witnesses. He shut down when, when, when they were certain questions. He would shut them down. I mean, it was almost dictatorial. Like, I'm, I'm the king here. I feel like the Denzel Washington. You remember uh, training day? Mm-hmm. I can't say it on radio, but I, I, feel, like he, I feel like he felt like he was uh, Denzel Washington from uh, training day in that moment. That This is his place. He run this. Yep. King Kong ain't got nothing on him. And because in the House, he was able to set the rules, right? Now, but right. I, need, I need you to clarify that for me. Because the, what, what's being told is that uh, apparently the Republicans shut down witnesses from testifying. Is that true? Or in, in, in where? The House or the Senate? In the House. Well, no, they, they had no control over it. They had no control over yeah. it. So Republicans wanted individuals to testify and they were not able to testify in the House. Right. right? I, I think what you're speaking to is um, Adam Schiff, um, Jerry Nadler wanting uh, Nick Mulvaney and mm-hmm. all of these people to testify. Mm-hmm. Trump said no. Mm-hmm. He put out a blanket statement throughout the entire executive saying nobody goes to testify. Nobody goes to testify. Well, guess what could have happened? Mm-hmm. They could have then sent subpoenas. They did not. Mm-hmm. They chose not to go that route. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Now that now that Adam Schiff bundle, I've done investigations. Mm-hmm. Now you want that you want the investigation now to go to the Senate, to the jury. Mm-hmm. And now you basically what you're saying is you want the jury to now um, uh, prosecute your case for you and go out and get witnesses. In what world will that happen in? I completely agree. I all while I was watching the House investigation and you remember when I was on your show before, one of the first things I said was I felt like there was a lot being done behind closed doors. Right. The House, when they had the opportunity to call all of those witnesses, whatever you have to do to do that, do it. If you're saying that he's abusing his power and you're trying to kick him out of office, you don't feel he would try to abuse his power to not let you call people. Then you do what you have to do there to get those people in front of you. If you want to get your case out there, that is do your part. That is the Alicia Benford. <laughs> oh, you know what? We're going to be taking a break. And while we do, why don't you head right to the uh, Facebook uh, black and right page? Give us a like. Tell us what you think of this show. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more impeachment. I'm going to try not to let this be an all Trump day. We're going to talk a lot about Illinois. We'll be right back after the break. Keep it locked. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony and Charles Love on AM 560. The answer. All right. You've dialed up Black and Right with me, your host, John Anthony. I got a good friend in here today with me, my good friend, Alicia Benford. 
joining as guest co-host on Black and Right on AM 560 today. Yes, I'm uh, happy to be back. I, I, I know you, you told me during the break you got a little, uh, I got a little emotional and was flinging my hands all around. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, you can do the same thing. I don't need to do all that. I'm good. <laughs> well, you know, that's my, that's that's just, I've always been very emotional, you know, like that, you know, get going. Do especially you. when I'm on my soapbox. You can do you. Oh, I can't stand you. You know what? You, oh, some days, some days, some days, some days. But I guess that's why I call you in here, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> but if, if you're just joining us, be, before the break, we, w- we were talking about the impeachment sham, uh, the impeachment farce, um, the impeachment um, that's not going to be uh, impeachable offense. Uh, that's not really wasn't an impeachable, impeachable offense. But um, last night, um, well, I, I think I was asleep. <laughs> you sent me a text message saying, hey, John, did you see this? And I said, and I woke, when I woke up this morning, I, I listened to it, and I'm like, did he really just say that? Mm-hmm. And the he that I'm talking about is Shifty Schiff. He's the c- congressman from California um, who I think, if the Republicans ever get back control of the House, he might be in a little bit, maybe a little bit, a little bit. Stop calling people names. He may be in a little bit of trouble. Hey. I, I do believe this. But um, so let me, let, me, let me build it up. So basically, last night during his speech, he basically said that someone told him mm-hmm. again. That's what this whole impeachment it's thing has been about. Yeah. I've heard somebody said this is what happened. Uh, yeah. OK. But I want you to listen to the clip. Mm-hmm. There's two clips that I'm going to play. Mm-hmm. And you tell me, Alicia, what mm-hmm. you think about this. I hope it's not true. I hope it's not true. But I was struck. CBS News reported last night that a Trump confidant said that GOP senators were warned Vote against your president, vote against the president, and your head will be on a pike. Now, I don't know if that's true. Why say anything? If you don't know it's true, why say something? I know. I know. That's what we've gotten today in, 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 in today's age. You say stuff you have no idea what you're talking about as fact. I know. And quite a few Republican uh, senators issued written statements today saying that none of them were threatened. That that was clearly not true. And a couple of people that were actually were able to witness this last night said as he was making those comments, several senators were shaking their heads saying no. Well, Senator Murkowski from Alaska. I mean, Mm -hmm. dude, you want you need four senators to come onto your side of the aisle. Do you really think this is the this is the the, the appropriate way to bring them on your side of the aisle Mm -hmm. when you need them Mm -hmm. in order to carry out this impeachment? Farce, sham. I, I completely agree. I completely agree. But he continues. I hope it's mm-hmm. not true. I hope it's not true. But I, I hope it's not true. Mm-hmm. I hope it's not true. Well, then why did you say it? Because that's because today this is a trial. It is. You should only be presenting things that are evidence and that you know to be true. But but that's not politics today. Okay. Do do, do you really need truth, or do you need a shade of the truth and then you can carry it? And do whatever you want with it. Well, this is a, I'm, but I, I'm not talking about politics. This is a trial. So I'm thinking of this as a regular trial where you have a jury, you have a judge, right? Yeah. You have plaintiff, you have a defendant. This is a trial. You're presenting evidence. Shifty shift continues. I was struck by the irony of the idea when we're talking about a president who would make himself a monarch, that whoever that was would use the terminology of a penalty that was imposed by a monarch. A head on a pike. Alicia, come on. 
So so he he's he's sitting before the American people. Mm-hmm. Millions of people listening. Well, you know, maybe maybe depending on which which form of media you're listening to, because um, I saw that in, initially the first day it went from 11 million to nine million to seven million. People lost interest. Mm-hmm. People lost interest because of the repetitiveness of what they were trying to do. And you kept hearing the same thing over and over and over and over and over. Uh, what they what were they doing? Expecting a different result? These were and this was the, these were the closing arguments. Correct. So this was the last bite of the apple before they turned over. Correct. to Yeah. Mm-hmm. Correct. So head on the pike. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's true, but I'm going to say it anyway because even if it's not true, I want you to believe it's true. Because guess what? That's that that sound bite that that thirty second sound bite of you hearing me say that Trump said this to the GOP senators is all you need. We've become a sound bite issue. That's what who we are. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is a trial. It's a trial. It's a trial. You know, Jim, Jim, Jim from Hobart, Indiana, he says too much of this is by based on opinion and everyone has one. Uh, Let's go to Jim. Jim, go ahead. Jim, go ahead, Jim. I'm not getting my calls come through. Go ahead, Jim. All right. Well, we won't go. We won't be going to Jim. It's not working. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but 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 you know he's right though. Mm-hmm. Too much is based on opinion, and and everybody has one, right? Mm-hmm. What's think, your opinion? I agree. My opinion is that they need to look at this as a trial and consider it a serious matter, and take their opinion and anybody's personal feelings out of it, anybody's political party affiliation out of it. Look at the evidence and make a decision based on that. And right. that's that's what I want to see. That's what I would like to see happen. Okay. Go ahead, Jim. Jim, go ahead. Give us your comment. Not hearing him. All right, but yeah, we'll, we'll get back to Jim at some point. <laughs> but but you know, I think that, I think I think I might be just a few. We'll we'll come back to this Trump issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I got a good friend who's down in Miami, right? Uh, we, we're gonna we're gonna shift a little bit off the Trump impeachment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I had a few people you, call you me. You left out my favorite part of that comment. But what, go was ahead. That? Go, what was your the, favorite part? My favorite part of his comment was he said a vote against the pre- he said a vote against the president and your head will be on a pike. A vote against the president. The Senate is voting on the evidence. Correct. They're not voting against the president. Wait, the evidence which shift the shift supplied. So that's the only point I'm trying to make. You're voting <laughs> on the evidence. You're not voting against the president. Okay. See, I, I, just for my heart's sake, I, I, we better shift just a little bit more because I don't want to, you know, I'm, I'm getting too excited about this because I've been watching it and, I, I, you know, and it's like, oh, it's starting to piss me off. You got to take your emotions off the table, I John. Do, I do. But you know what? But, but this is this is not about Trump. This is about future presidents, Democrat, Republicans, independents, whatever comes forward. This is about protecting the process. This is about protecting uh, future administrations. I, this is not just about Trump. It's about protecting the office of the president. Exactly. And that, so that's what fires me up. I wouldn't want this to happen to a Democrat. I, I would, wouldn't. I wouldn't want this to happen to any president. I wouldn't want this to have happened to President Obama, to President Bush, to any president. All I want is that you protect the office and do what the law says we do. Correct. So. Really, really, really quickly. So we, we, we got we got about a, a minute and a half to do this segment real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a good friend down in, 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 in Miami. <laughs> I thought it was funny uh-huh. because I, and I know how he, he trolls people. <laughs> uh, Javi Ortiz, Ortiz, he's mm-hmm. a, a lieutenant down in uh, on the Miami police force. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to let you listen to the tape and, and you tell me what your, your thoughts on this, Alicia. As far as Captain Carr, she loves to, you know, she loves to call me a Latin male. I'm a black male. 
Yes, I am. And I am non-Hispanic. I was born in this country. That's how I feel. I have a question for you. Sure. So you classify yourself today as a black male. Yes. When you applied for the police department, did you classify yourself as a black male or a white male at the time? I think I put white male. I don't know if I, well, I know I put white male, but I don't know if I put Hispanic. No, I know. Listen, I know who I am, but it's also, it's also to make. I'm sorry? You put down Hispanic male, didn't you? Okay. As a man, I stand by it. When did you have this, uh, you know, uh, coming with God moment that uh, you were black? When did God tell you that? Well, I learned that there's people in my family that are mixed and that are black. I see. Let's just, let's not talk about the degree of blackness. Oh, no, you're blacker than me. That's obvious. And if you know anything about the one drop rule, which. Uh, okay. What's that you, Alicia? Benford? Go ahead, you got 30 seconds. He said he feels that he's black. You know, I'm black. And you know, I, you hear people say things like two things are certain. Some things you're always going to be same. I'm going to stay black and I'm going to die. Those are two things that and will taxes. happen. And taxes. And deaf too. Deaf taxes <laughs> and you stay black. I, as I read that article, I just saw him honestly as some person trying to capitalize on the system. No, I, no, I know him. He's he, he he basically he trolls a lot because and I think a lot of it has to do with what you're seeing across America. People identifying with seventy two genders, people that you can basically identify as what you will. Now he's Puerto Rican, so he does have African ancestry in him. Uh, <laughs> I got your tongue for the first time. I'm so happy about that. Hey, guess what? We'll be right back with my good friend Chioki Brown from Consider Culture. We're going to be talking about racial disparities. Um, is it is it real? Is it real? Is it fake? Is it something contrived? Keep it locked here. AM560 The Answer. You're listening to Black and Right with John and Alicia. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here are your hosts, Charles Love and John Anthony. Welcome back. You're tuning in to Black and Right. I'm your host, John Anthony, alongside my guest co-host today, Alicia Benford. You're on AM560 The Answer. Wow. I'll calm down now, Alicia. You sure? I have. I I, 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 I drink a lot more water. Okay, because I don't want to have to send you back for another timeout. Oh, you 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 won't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I I'm I'm gonna be um, we're gonna be talking to a good friend of mine, uh, Chi Brown. Um, but before we go to Chi, I wanted to take Mike's uh, Mike from Yorkville's call. He's been um, hanging on the line for a while. Mike, welcome to Black and Right. What's your question, co- comment, and answers? John, thank you for taking the call. Thank you, Alicia, for uh, being on today. Um, about the Trump uh, impeachment, I'm just curious. There's two things that I'm taking a look at this. They're they're formulating this impeachment based on a political motive by the president uh-huh. uh, to get rid of a possible candidate. Uh-huh. So why are not the senators who are already in the Democratic primary parts to become the next candidate, why are they not recusing themselves? Because they're already biased. And politics, maybe? they are going to make a vote based on, on a political agenda to benefit themselves. It's true. Thanks, Mike, for joining us. Uh, politics? <laughs> no, actually, it's the law. It's right. I mean, they can do it. And you know why? Because 
if you look at when we had candidates running against us, the elect the the law said that I was able to sit on a board to yeah. hear petitions. We got to change the law if we have an issue with it. Yeah, true. Well, <laughs> well, joining us right now is a good friend. Uh, if 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 did you watch um, what's that? Ava DuVernay's movie. Uh huh. How the way they see us, or how they see us. Whatever that movie was. Uh, (laughs) Our next guest, he and I, we we took a lot of beatings. We took a big beating for our commentary on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you've ever listened to, I mean, I mean, you have to go on his YouTube channel, uh, Consider Culture, Mm -hmm. and listen to and watch a lot of the videotapes. I'm telling you, it's it's going to open up your eyes. It's going to educate you on a lot of different things. Um, My our next guest, Chai Brown. Chai, what's going on, bud? Thanks for joining Black and Right. How you doing? It's Chi, John. Chi, Chi, sorry. I, 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 I'm just used to Chioki, man. I'm used to the Chioki. Um, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, hey, thanks so much for joining us. Um, look, you, 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 get in, you get in more trouble than I do. Uh, <laughs> you get in a lot of trouble then, sir. Um, because you, 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 a little bit. You take race and culture and you come from a different perspective. You, kind of, you, you remind me a lot of Charles Love uh, in your approach to race uh, and, and all of the comments that are taken, uh, you, you, you particularly, you, you did, you just recently, I mean, you did a, maybe back in 2018, uh, you did a one on racial disparity and does it exist? Uh, talk to our audience. Does it exist? Does it affect how, um, blacks, um, operate in society? Uh, why is it important to understand why? Yeah, I th- disparity certainly exists. I think, um, the thing of it is, is that, the, the thing that people try and say is that these disparities prove something, say, say discrimination or racism. And much of the time, that's just not the case. You know, right. just uh, disparities are everywhere. They're, we're always going to have disparities between different groups because different groups uh, have different cultures and those cultures impact the decisions that they make. So, you know, different groups are making this, different decisions about which jobs they're, they're choosing and, and, um, you know, there's different rates of criminality in between different groups. So, of course, you're going to have these disparities. And, and the unfortunate part is that, you know, the media, politicians, and, uh, you know, a lot of people try and use those disparities to try and prove something without looking at other variables. And that's always been my point is to show that there are many other variables that explain, you know, um, the, these disparities. Right, and you you all, you you talk a lot about the white liberal and how they are at the head of pushing a lot of this. You know, blacks are down. They, there's nothing that blacks can do. Um, there, blacks will always be down. And you always and you you had a segment on there talking about the white liberal pushing that agenda. Um, explore that a little bit more with, with our listening audience. Yeah, absolutely, I think um, there are. You know. I, you know, I'm not necessarily. I'm, I don't like to always say that that white liberals are are trying to be malicious with these things. I think that a lot of these things come out of a, a white guilt or um, a, a feeling that they need to help poor black folks because of the past or or you know for other reasons. Um, they may just want to you know virtue signal or something like that. So. Um, yeah, I think that there are many white uh, liberals who are definitely doing that, and it it um, it's it's been a problem for a lot of us because we bought into this idea that they're they're helping us, but a lot of times these things are actually harmful. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at like the welfare uh, state and how 
you know, that the, just dependency. Right. You look at dependency in, in the black community and how it has a negative impact, certainly. Right. Hey, um, are you able to hold over for another segment? It's a very short segment, four or five minute segment. Are you sure. able to hold over? Absolutely. Uh, if, if you're just Absolutely. joining us, we're talking to Chioki Brown. I like that name. That's a great name, man. <laughs> He's from Consider Culture. Um, I, I, I mean, you got to check this guy out. I'm, I'm so happy that you're hanging over for another segment with us. Hey, you're listening to Black and Right Live on AM560 Answer. Call us. We want to know what's on your mind. 312-642-5600. If you miss any of our shows, go to 560theanswer.com and check out all, all of our past episodes. While you're at it, like the Black and Right Facebook page and interact with us all week long. We'll be right back. Keep it right here. AM560 The Answer. This is Black and Right on AM560 with John Anthony and Charles Love. Welcome back. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Joining me in studio today is my guest co-host, Miss Alicia Benford. Good afternoon. Well, well, do you have to put CPA after your name after people say your name? No, but you can put Queen in front of you. <laughs> you got me by the <laughs> I forgot we were on radio for uh-huh, a minute there. Don't forget. <laughs> I, I totally forgot we were on radio for a minute there. So, so, so you you you've been listening to uh, Chioki Brown from Consider Culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had a question for him. Go ahead and talk to Chioki. I did right before we went to break. You know, you mentioned something about the other factors that typically play a role in some of the disparities. You talked about the welfare system. You know, and, and clearly there are some other factors. I was running for office. You know, a couple of years ago, state representative, the Republican. And, you know, every now and then I get a comment from a black Democrat saying, well, why are you running as a Republican? And my first response would be so people won't ask me that question because I should be able to run regardless of my nationality for whatever political party I choose to run for. My question to you, though, is how do you get what are some ways that you can talk to just regular voters to help them understand those disparities and how the people that they elect into office have an impact on some, you know, on some of the things that that impact them on a day to day basis and how important it is for them to vote and look at a candidate and not at a party when it comes to voting for office, running for office. Yeah, those are those are very important um, things for people to look at. I think that, you know, when you look at disparities, uh, when when you look at people and they, they talk about racism or race in general, these disparities always seem to come up and the other variables that um, exist, for example, for like bank loans are often something that comes up, you know, banks didn't loan or don't loan to at the same rates as they um, loan to whites as they do to to blacks as they do to whites. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that, they just look at, okay, blacks make this amount and whites make this amount. They make the same amount. So they should both get the loan. Right. But they don't look at credit rates, you know, or they don't look at, um, let's see, wealth, you know, what what people have invested in, what investments they have, right. their portfolio. Right. Mm-hmm. These things make a big uh, deal in terms of how the banks determine whether they're going to give you a loan or not. So people don't look that deep. And then you have politicians who use those things. They use the fact that you're not going to look that deep. You're not, you know, Chris Rock used to make this joke that black people didn't read books. And if you're going to put some information, you know, hide it in the books. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't, we don't do our due diligence a lot of times and, and do the um, research necessary to 
find out whether these politicians are telling us the truth, whether they are giving us information that's helpful, or whether they're giving us information that's harmful. And a lot of times I think that those variables are in those details that we have to go out and search for. Unfortunately, they're not going to give them to us. And it's, it's interesting to me that many black folks are so skeptical, Mm -hmm. right? They're skeptical up until the point that they're given something that they already agreed with. So if if white people are racist, we agree with that. So we're just going to go with that without looking at not being skeptical of the person who's telling us this. Right. And it's, and very imperative to actually look deeper um, and, and see if those claims are actually true. And uh, many times, I would say most of the time, they're not. Yeah. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Chi Brown from Consider Culture. Um, so uh, what are your conclusions? I mean, you, you hear a lot of people, and I, I think a lot of it started after a poll that was taken that showed um, Trump, the support for Trump growing. What, what, what conclusions have you come to? Because uh, I know you're a studier. You're somebody that looks at all of the data and, and the details. Uh, what are your conclusions when it comes to, is Trump a racist? Um, I don't see any, any indication that he's a racist. I think, you know, Trump, there's, there, there have been multiple accounts of people who've said that Trump has done things to help out or assist communities of color without making it public. You know, there, since the 70s, you look at 1998, uh, Jesse Jackson was <laughs> having Trump on stage to um, with his Rainbow Push Coalition. coalition. Um, so there, there's multiple instances that you can point to. I know a lot of people like to point out the fact that rappers always big them up in, in, their, in their lyrics. Yeah. But prior to him running for, you know, a Republican presidential, uh, you know, for president, you didn't hear this this and i think that it goes back when you look at how the democrats play they play a little dirty they like to call republicans either racist yeah. sexist, or, or something else of that nature and i can't remember I'm, I'm 43 for my life in my lifetime i can't remember a republican running that wasn't called one of these things at some point during the election right and i think um you know it, john mccain is one and then after you know after he didn't make it then he became the darling of the left again because he yes didn't he like did Trump. They forgot all about the fact that he Romney. said these things that were Romney as well. Yeah. They called him racist. In a, you know, they have article headlines that yeah. actually say, you know, is, is Romney's uh, thoughts on welfare, does that make him a racist? Right. Well, that does make him a racist. Hey, hey, Chi, so, um, t- talk to the mm-hmm. people, talk to our listeners where they can find you. Um, you, got, you have a website, you have, uh, I, know, I know you have a YouTube page, uh, where they can find you on Facebook, Twitter, because I think, I think my audience is going to love you. Uh, because you are just straightforward and you get to the point. Uh, talk to the people where they can find you. Yeah, so I'm at Culture, con- Consider Culture. Most places it's just Consider Culture. Um, I think on um, Instagram it's Consider underscore Culture. Um, so that, that's basically everywhere. I, there is, um, there's not a website really, but that's the main place you can find me. All right, you just heard from Chi Brown from Consider Culture. Thanks so much for joining us, and you will be back. Thanks so much. All right. You're listening to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm John Anthony. You can follow me at J. Anthony Speaks. Where can they follow you, Alicia? They can follow me at Alicia Benford for Illinois. All right. Interact with us. So tell us what you think about the show or what you want us to talk about. We'll be right back. Keep it locked. We're not stuck on stupid. And now, more of Black and Right on AM560. Here are your hosts, Charles Love and John Anthony. 
Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host. Yeah, that was a little jig, um, a little dance, Alicia. Is that what you were doing? <laughs> I thought you had to use bathroom. I'm your host, John Anthony. <laughs> Joining me in studio. <laughs> You're so wrong for that one. I'm so Joining weird. me in studio is Alicia Benford, CPA. Extraordinaire. Extraordinaire. Um, if you if you just joining us, uh, Chi Brown is. I'm telling you, the guy is 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 somebody uh, you got to follow. You got to go to his um, YouTube channels um, and and check him out. I am. I'm um, gonna do that. You know, we, we got a call. Mm-hmm. I think you may know this person. I don't know. You may. His What's name is Tony from Chicago. He has thoughts on white liberal races. Tony, go ahead. All right, here's the deal. I don't know why everyone's so scared of not saying that these liberals are not racist. They are racist. They've been racist for the last 50 years. This whole thing about, you know, that we will help you because you're helpless, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, here's this new thing. Uh, Let me ask the two of you a question. Now they're referring to black people as marginalized people. Now, are you marginalized? No. No. No, I'm not. Yeah, so the, that's the new thing right now. Yeah. And I get insulted when I hear these white liberals do this stuff. And I wish white Republicans would stop being so Come cowardly on. and call these white liberals out for yes. their BS. But they're so damn scared to be called a racist that they just let it happen. Yeah. And, and I don't know, maybe you can spread the word around to your fellow white Republicans, but stop being a coward and yeah. call these people out on the bigotry and racism that these leftists are doing to us. I mean, if they come to if they come to black people and they say everything that you say, they'll win them over. Yeah. But it's, again, they're just too scared. Well, so Tony, Tony, that's you, all I want to say. Tony, you need to follow me on Facebook at J Anthony Speaks, and um, you, you you'll see that I, I suffer a lot of abuse. <laughs> Tony, thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate thanks. it. Keep it locked here every yep. Saturday. Thanks Thank for you. calling in. Wow. Tony was mad. Yeah. But 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 I think that's what you're starting to see. You're starting to see this groundswell of blacks who are just fed up. I, mm-hmm. I, I had a conversation with my good buddy Brian Mullins. Um we, we were talking to him maybe last week. And he's saying, I mean, it's just black people are tired. They're done. Mm-hmm. They're flustered. They're frustrated. They're tired of being taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. And that's what's been happening for so many years. It is. You know, it is. You know, I mean and then and then the Republicans are so stupid. Because they don't come around, they don't. They, they only come around doing voting session, build, build a, build an infrastructure in these communities, and mm-hmm. guess what? They'll start voting for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How simple is that? Yeah, you got. You have to be involved in the community. You have to. The people have to know that you care. You have to have a footprint in your community. And there are so many people in the community that want to know their elected officials, that want to work with them, but they got the elected officials got to get there. Yes. You can't I mean, be scared of people in the uh, community. To be fair to him, that's why Bruce Rauner run. Bruce Rauner went to places that most Republican candidates did not go, yeah. and that's why he won. You know, but before we go to break, and that, this, this first hour went back quick. I just wanted to, just, I wanted to, I wanted to acknowledge mm-hmm. that President Donald Trump was the first president to ever you're the, how's it spelled? E V E R. I don't know what word that is. <laughs> Ever mm-hmm. attend the March on Life in D.C. Most of them mm-hmm. send videos. Last year, uh, Mike Pence. Some people say, "Well, he's he's pandering to the pro life." Yeah, but it still takes courage and guts to go out there on that and and actually say, "I'm pro life." Mm-hmm. And and when you look at what he's done, his record on what he's done, he is the most pro life president to have ever served based upon what he's done and he's the first president to ever go out and speak right out on the steps oh wow okay 
Learn something new every day. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, with what's happening in a lot of these communities, Mm -hmm. when you look at what's happening in the Jewish community, Mm -hmm. black community, the Latino community, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a hurricane, a tornado that happens in 2020. 2020. Hey, guess what? The first hour is up. Join us next hour. Well, we basically focus on what's happening here in Illinois. Uh, We talk with my good friend Christopher Arps about uh, election integrity. Uh, It's important. I think it is. Keep it locked right here. Do not get out of that car. Listen up. We're listening to Black and Right. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. You've tuned into Black and Right. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. And leading that revolution are your hosts, Charles Love and John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560. I'm your host, John Anthony. You got that big cheesy smile for Hello, John. <laughs> Joining me in the studio <laughs> is my good friend, my accountant for 16 years. <laughs> I'm trying Ms. to be nice to you. <laughs> Miss Alicia Benford. Wow, that hour went quick. Didn't oh, it? my God. You know, um, I want to focus on Illinois, mm-hmm. but, you know, I, I, the promo reminded me of something, of something that we like to talk about here on, on Black and Right, the hypocrisy of the left. And the hypocrisy of, of now the media who's, you, you ask me, yeah, I can't say my case. John Cabello used to always slap me around because I couldn't say my case, right? Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of head injuries. That's why I can't say a lot of my case, right? I mean, I've had, you know, pistol whip here, bat here, crowbar here, Ooh. fell down the stairs here. Ooh. So I had a lot of head injuries, you know, growing up. Uh, <laughs> and I can't say a lot of my case. So when I say ask, mm-hmm. I got to pronunciate. I have, oh. to, I have to enunciate okay. it. Um, but the hypocrisy of the left, and today that le- the left includes the media. Um, I just want to play a thirty seconds of this clip when back when Clinton's impeachment was going on. Before we go into Illinois Illinois centric things, but back bef- when Clinton's impeachment was going on, the media had this to say, Doug. The whole issue has been a sham. It shouldn't have gotten this far. The House acted improperly in passing it on to the Senate. Why is your party dragging this thing out? Why is this happening? Why go through all this uh, this business about witnesses? Do we really need more witnesses? It's going to add months to this thing. We should stop this. This bogus inflated uh, case. And get on with business of governance. Will these people just get down to business and leave this impeachment thing alone? It's going to be an enormous distraction. What, what, What was that? That was the that wasn't that wasn't Republicans. I mean, Democrats. That was the media. That was the media. That was the media during the Clinton impeachment. During the Clinton, what they say? Why do we need more witnesses? We don't need more witnesses. We don't need. Oh, it's going to be a distraction, huh? Are you kidding me? But now it's a. That was that's totally different from what the media is saying now. Now you see who, why you see. Now you understand the angst, the 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 fire that's built in the pit of President Donald Trump, right? Well, what I understand is why I like to watch several news outlets because I can watch the same story, yeah, and get three different versions of what actually happened, yeah. and then the truth that I know to 
you know, yeah. that I actually know. You know what I always do? Mm-hmm. I always go to the source. Mm-hmm. So if there's a document, mm-hmm. I read the document first. Mm-hmm. And then I go and I watch Fox, mm-hmm. MSNBC, uh-huh. and uh, what's the other one? Um, CNN. Clinton the- Net- <laughs> News Network. I mean, um, CNN. <laughs> <laughs> I, watch all, I watch all three of them just to see what spin. And all three of them put spin on it. Look, let's not... Let's not mm-hmm. All three of the networks put spin on it. They all do. Now, what I have observed is that Fox News, sometimes you'll get a good dynamic of, Correct. you know, both sides. Um, but but they all do put some spin on every right. story. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about Illinois. Yes. I was, as I was preparing for the show, I was looking for stuff to talk about with Illinois. I saw something that I thought, I was like, Wow, that's that's pretty good with what Cook County is doing. Mm-hmm. So Cook County homeowners who lost their spouse in the line of fire can apply to have up to 100 percent of Cook or Chicago property tax burden refunded. Mm-hmm. Think about this. You lose a husband as a fireman, as a police officer in the line of duty. Mm-hmm. How does that affect you, your income at home? How would that affect what's happening to uh, a single mother now mm-hmm. with some may have kids? I think that's a good program. What do you think? Actually, I think it's a great program. You know, a lot of people don't realize now that veterans receive some of those benefits. Disabled veterans can sometimes with their county, Will County, DuPage County can. Yes, they can. They can actually receive a waiver for all of their property taxes. So the fact that they're now doing this for spouses of, um, you know, of of injured, you know, that that they've lost a spouse in the line of duty. I think that's a phenomenal thing. Now, treasurers, county treasurers and city treasurers may not like it, right? They may not like it, but that's okay. That's okay. I, I remember when I was in the General Assembly, I would, these type of bills would come forth. Mm-hmm. And I would, the first calls I would always get was from either county or city treasurers because it affected the EVA of the, the rest of the, the um, uh, taxing bodies. I understand that. But when and I, you understand this better than I do. I do. But when I talk about first responders, you put your life on the line for me every day, military, fire, police. I have, I definitely have a much higher, everybody, I clearly have a higher level of respect for any employment. But when you do that on a daily basis and then you lose your life in a line right. of fire, you've given the ultimate sacrifice. It's, it's, it's our duty to right. help take care of your family. Well, and that, if that's all we can, if that, that's a small amount. Yeah, I, I think it's a good law. What do you think about this new law that allows students to vote during school hour, to get two hours to go out and vote during the school hour? What, do you, what are your thoughts about that? I have mixed emotions. One, I, I actually do like the fact that it's we are working to get them engaged at a younger age in voting. If it's going to get them to vote and get them involved in understanding politics and the power of their vote, um, I don't. I don't see. I don't see a lot of negatives to yeah. that. I, I wonder how how the superintendents uh, would feel about that, allowing students to take two hours to go and vote. Uh, I, I, I think. I'm, I'm mixed. I'm, I have mixed feelings about it because because the government is always dictating to you what you can and cannot do. And they always sending superintendents. I got a good friend who's a superintendent, uh, <laughs> Dr. Scogsberg. Uh, I don't know if he's going to call in or not, but because we, we, he and I talked about this. But they're sick and tired of just being told what to do as superintendents and principals. But most, a lot of times around schools. Sometimes are closed on election days. Um, in not, most not, areas, not some areas. not all. Not, Not at all. all. But some schools are. Uh, it depends on if uh, their school is a polling place. Sometimes correct. Maybe if it's a polling so, place. Yeah. But I, no, I re- no, I recall. Well, I'm I'm not going to tell my age, so I'm not going to recall. Mm, yeah, you're <laughs> old. You're old. So, um, 
Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot is in D.C. and she says she's not meeting with Trump. Is this the new norm? You and I had a conversation about that. Remember back when um, President Trump came to town and Eddie, then uh, Police Chief Eddie Johnson, didn't want to meet with him. Correct. Um, I, I had my reservations because, I, you know, I didn't like some of the comments that were made about the police chief. Your, I believe your position was if, he, you, if you have the opportunity to meet with the person that has the, the most power in this nation, mm-hmm. in this country, that you should not miss that opportunity. Especially when they can help you with resources. When they can help you with resources. Um, I, and I think you always respect the office. I don't care who's in it. Yeah. Uh, I was I was cheesy. I was happy. I was excited to meet President Obama when he came to the General Assembly. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because the 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 aura of the office. Mm-hmm. I respect that office so mm-hmm. much. I could hate the president. I could despise the president. Mm-hmm. But if I ever met the president that I disagree with, I would be so happy to meet that president. And and it's not so much that I despise or hate the president. I may despise and I may not like or agree with the policies mm-hmm. of that president. And I think I think we've, we've we just gotten away from that, Alicia. Would you agree with me? I would agree. And in this situation, it's just about, in my opinion, you even if you don't like this person, you got to work with this person. Right. We have we have some serious issues in Chicago. Right. That we can use some federal assistance. Right. Where did with. he lie about the comments? Some of the comments he made. We can. Where, use, where did he lie? We can use some federal assistance. So if if uh, the mayor of Chicago has the opportunity to go and speak and advocate on behalf of the city of Chicago. Whatever those personal feelings are, you have to advocate on behalf of the city of Chicago. All right. Last thing. Should the signature petition gathering be reformed? Do we need to go through a process of changing that? Because I realize I've seen some of the signatures of some of the people that are on the ballot. um, And I'm I'm just going to call call the spade a spade. Uh, Congressman Rush. I saw his petitions. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think he should have been on the ballot. Uh, yeah. I went through each one of those petitions. I, I, it, they were horrible. They were terrible. They were terrible. I mean, they were terrible. Mm-hmm. And yet he's still on the ballot. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I what what say some, you? I saw some as well, and I'm not going to call out any names either. I'm just not going to call out any names. But I saw some as well that, in my opinion, it kind of, it, it was disrespectful to the whole process. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? I, I just called, I spoke him up, and uh, my, my good buddy, uh, former superintendent, uh, Dirk, what's going on, buddy? Oh, John, it's good <laughs> to hear you. And uh, Alicia, it's great to hear Her Majesty on the radio. Oh, um, thank you. Oh, God, okay, you got 20 seconds to give us what you got. <laughs> give him 40. He uh, all right, really quick. So, so John and I have had a lot of conversations about unfunded mandates, mm-hmm. and we were talking about this very issue the other day with the, the state setting aside two hours. You know, if we're trying to encourage kids to get involved and have civil discourse, it's a great way for them to be able to do that. My concern is, you know, let's just say you're only setting aside two hours, but you have a high school that's got 2,500 kids. How are you going to feasibly feasibly going to be able to do that, number one? And number two, what's going to prevent the kids from going back to their original polling place and casting yet another vote? Oh, thanks so much for joining us. Great great questions. And we'll we'll answer that when we come back. Hey, uh, we're headed to break. Hey, well, when we come back from break, uh, Edward's on the line. He's been on the line. This is the second time calling. We'll, We'll make sure we get your call in, Edward. Uh, you're listening in to Black and Right on AM 560 The Answer. Hey, keep it locked. We're still not stuck on stupid. We now return to Black and Right on AM 560. Here are Charles Love and John Anthony. 
Welcome back to Black and Right. I'm your host, John Anthony. Joining me in studio, her head is so full now that DJ gave her, what do you call you, Majesty? Yes, the Queen. <sighs> Alicia Benford joining me on Black and Right. Oh, God. Help us, Lord. Thank you, your DJ. Head, your head is just like, thank you, DJ. You just swollen her head like a thousand times right now. I'll wear my crown next time. <laughs> just so true. So, hey, you know, I'm related to the royal family. I got I got a little <laughs> royal blood in me. I just found out. <laughs> mm, Lord, you sound like that cop. <laughs> oh, whatever, whatever. <laughs> but, you know, um, I wanted to talk about um, the election integrity that's happening in Illinois. Uh, as you know, over what, hundreds of people who were non-citizens were, um, they were, how should I say it, uh, registered to vote. Mm-hmm. And I believe the number said that 18 of them were... Um, actually voted mm-hmm. in, the, in an election. Uh, before we go to Christopher Arps, I want to take the call from Edward because he's been holding on for quite quite some time because of this segment that's happening. Edward from Midway, what's your what's your question? Uh, what's your comment? Yeah, good afternoon, uh, John and Alicia. Yeah, so it was discovered uh, that in the 2018 uh, election that illegals were allowed to vote in the election, and I emailed my uh, congressman, uh, Mr. Lipinski. Yeah. So hopefully there's going to be some uh, heads rolling. From, from my least, understanding, uh, Edward, Edward, from my understanding, I don't think they were illegal. I think they uh, they were non-citizens, so they were in the country legally. Um, they were in yeah, the country. Yeah, Mike Flannery. Mike Flannery explained that. Yeah, right. yeah, I saw that. Right. Well, well, you know what? Listen in for the segment. I'm I'm going to be um, talking with a guy, uh, Christopher Arps, who's um, doing a lot of good work in this. Uh, listen in, and if you have any more questions, give us a call back. Thanks so much, Edward. Yeah. Thank you very much. Have a- so. You know, I want. I mean, he's been holding on huh? so long for for the and, and <laughs> since the last hour. I know <laughs> since the last hour. Thanks for um, patience. But joining us next is a is, is somebody who I've yet to meet. Think about this: we've been Facebook friends for a couple of. I mean, three, four, maybe five years, mm-hmm. six years, six years. Um, but I mean, he's like he he take you down. Remember, you you know how much abuse I take on mm-hmm. on, on, on topics. Mm-hmm. This guy. He takes oh, a thousand more times Ooh, more abuse. Okay. You know, he's a contributor at Red State. He's a principal at Red Tail Strategies. Uh, he's an advisory board member for Project 21, co-host of the Weekend Report. And one of the reasons why I wanted to have him on the show, um, he's also working for Americans for Citizens Voting, ACV. Mm-hmm. Mr. Mm-hmm. Mr. Christopher Christopher Arps. Hi, what's going on, buddy? Welcome to Black and Right. Thank you. Hey, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it, guys. Hey, you know what? You know, I've been following your work. Um, you, you, what you've been doing, uh, for quite some time now, uh, we got to make, you know what, we got to make, we got to change up that we haven't actually, uh, met yet. That has to change. Especially when, uh, you're in Chicago and I'm in St. Louis, so well, I, there's, well, there's you, no excuse. Maybe we can, um, uh, catch a, um, uh, a game down in, uh, in St. Louis. I would love that. Love that. So you know, I sent you the article. Between the Cardinals and the Cubs. That's it. Go Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I sent you that article um, about what's happening here in Illinois. That uh, it was found out that 500, I believe it was, the number was 500 some yeah, odd non citizens. They weren't mm-hmm. illegal, um, that, illegal immigrants, as some have called. Um, they weren't illegal. They were non citizens. But out of that 500 some, 18 of them actually voted in Illinois election. What does that do to affect ballot integrity and voting integrity? And and, and, and why is it important that our, my listeners here, you give us uh, your comments about it? Well, I think it's very important because, you know, once you're having people that aren't citizens voting, you're doing what the Democrats have been saying all along with Donald Trump. You're allowing foreign, foreign interference in our elections. 
You know, these people, you know, they are here legally. They have green cards, but uh, they are, they are in many cases, they are voting in our elections. And that's what our organization, Americans for Citizen Voting, is trying to stop. Um, we are working in several states around the country to put the ballot initiatives in state constitutions to have them change that that says that only American citizens can vote. There's a growing movement around the country in California, there in Illinois, uh, in Vermont, in Florida, where uh, people are trying to get uh, change laws where non-citizens can vote. That's not illegal. Right. We're talking about people that are here legally, Correct. but they want them to be able to vote in municipal elections, school board elections, and things of that nature. Wow. Can you imagine? I mean, that, 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 that lends itself to the, the, the voter integrity that we, we, as elected officials, we always try to stop. As you know, I'm a former state representative. I would have never... Mm-hmm. I, that it, it, it just baffles my mind that we allow something like this to happen. Um, do you what, what do you think about when it comes to the, um, the given driver's license and all that? Do you think that kind of lends to it as well? Oh, it definitely does. That's insanity. And there have been instances around the country where, uh, you know, the Democrats love to register everybody, especially uh, when they're registering to get their driver's license. And so a lot of people, since they're giving driver's licenses to illegals, they're automatically being registered to vote. And there have been instances where people have, uh, have voted because of that. And there is no distinction that, distinctions that are made uh, in the Secretary of State's office or the local voting board showing the difference that, hey, this person is illegal, they have a driver's license, but they're not legally able to vote. There's no way that they can tell that, wow. and that it's it, this is just ripe for just uh, you know fraud. Yeah, it is. I agree. I agree 100. Um, percent When I was taking a look at the article, I, I'm actually I questioned the fact that it was only 500 people that this happened to. I think it was more. And who's to say that you know something like this hasn't happened in other parts of our uh, election process here in Illinois? We need some serious election reform. And what you just explained is exactly what happened when we changed our procedures to allow you to register to vote at the time that you get your driver's license. Yes, it's convenient, but it also lends itself to this weakness right here where you're not making sure that they are actually a valid citizen and have the ability to vote here. And what we're hearing is some of the city fathers, especially in Vermont, that are trying to change the laws to allow non-citizens to vote. Here's the arguments that they're making. Well, they're here with their children, they're raising their families, they're paying taxes into the local school board. So even though they're not citizens yet, we believe they should be able to vote because they're participating in society um, to that effect. Which is, like I said before, you know, we're glad that they didn't cross the border illegally, that they're crossing all the T's and dotting the I's and doing it the right way. But voting is for American citizens, and you should not have that privilege until that process is complete. And and, and don't you find it funny that any time illegal immigration is talked about, the the media always takes it immediately to south of the border in Mexico to make it appear that people like you and what you guys are trying to do it's a racist front or trying to stop. Do you find that disheartening and does it piss you off? <laughs> it does because it's like, don't you folks care about election integrity? Don't you understand if, if elections are questioned and people are not sure that 
all the votes have been counted or too many votes are counted, then once people start questioning the election process, you're on the road to anarchy. And why the Democrats, well, we know why, but you would think why would they would want to introduce this into the electoral system is just madness. It really is. So uh, let's, let's, let's shift. The impeachment. <laughs> you know I was gonna get you know I was gonna get it in. That was a hard that was a hard shift. Hey, but but I've been watching your, your post about it. Right. And dude, it's 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 they're magical, man. <laughs> your post I appreciate because, that. because you Thank get you. to the point. You I mean you, you move away from all the, f- the, the 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 fluff and you go straight to the and you make the main point the main point. Chris, why are we here? And and what's the next steps you think? What, what what do you what do you think is going to happen? Do you think the Republican Party should just say, you know what, uh, we're dismissing it right out? What are your thoughts? Well, I, you know, I can understand the leadership. They don't want to have uh, they don't want to have witnesses. They want to get this over as soon as possible. They don't want it to become a show trial. I understand that. But from a partisan point of view, I would love for this to be prolonged. I'd love to see four of the Democratic presidential candidates, not in Iowa, not in New Hampshire, not in, in uh, Nevada campaigning, but there in the Senate. And what I would love to see is Hunter Biden on the stand being questioned by President Trump's attorney, yeah. asking him, why are you a person who was in the Navy, who was thrown out of the Navy because you're a crackhead, what made you uh, qualified to have a $50,000 a month job with the corrupt Ukrainian gas company? I would love to see him and Joe Biden um, answer those those questions. Hey, Chris, you got 20 seconds. Tell people where they can find you. You have a website, anything where people can look into some of the work that you're doing? Sure. They can find me at my website, ChristopherArps.com, A-R-P, it's a Paul S. And then I also uh, write columns for RedState.com, and I write columns for Project 21, which is NationalCenter.org. My man, Christopher Arps. Hey, we're going to make that happen this summer. You and I at a, at a uh, Cubs Cardinal game in St. Louis, <laughs> and we can do one here in Chicago. Thanks so much for joining us on Black and Right. Thank you, my friend. All right, buddy. Have a great weekend. Keep it locked. AM 560 Answer, Black and Right. We'll be back. This is Black and Right on AM560 with Charles Love and John Anthony. Well, welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Joining me as guest co-host today is Alicia. Her head is so huge now since DJ uh, called her Majestic, I think it was. Uh, Alicia Benford. You wish you were the queen. (laughs) (laughs) I can say so much more, but I won't. Uh, um, Chris, what did you think of Chris? Ooh, let's just say Chris is quite outspoken. Chris Chris doesn't hold back. (laughs) No, no. He's not one to hold back. Um, He doesn't have a filter, huh? uh, He he doesn't care. (laughs) uh, You know, I like that guy. Um, But uh, you know what? Let's talk to Jim from South Elgin. Jim from yes. South Elgin, what's going on? Welcome to Black and Right. Hey, guys. How are you? Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year to you as well. Thanks for Thank listening. You. It's always a pleasure. I uh, was actually calling about the, the voting of the Secretary of State, but I have other comments to make as well. Yeah, go ahead. Um, my uh, better half is from Guatemala, and she came over uh, when she was 18, had a visa and overstayed and stuff. And so I, I told her way back when, I said, Trump's going to win presidency, I'll marry so you can get your papers. So when we applied for that, what they do is they give her social so then she can get a driver's license. Uh-huh. 
So when we were at the Secretary of State's in Elgin, I kept a sharp ear to hear, and they did, in fact, make the distinction, the fact that she wasn't a citizen and she couldn't get, like, a voter's registration. But they did, they did say that at the time. I was kind of surprised because uh-huh. I thought maybe they'd want to slip it in her. But that being said, you know, the other problem is, like, well, all this ballot harvesting and some of this other stuff. And, and as we were saying, a lot of these other places want a lot, a lot of people to vote in local elections. Yeah. And it's, they, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I would agree. But that being said, the, the dog and pony show in Washington <laughs> is just showing what a bunch of idiots these people are in, in Congress. Yeah. You know, Adam Schiff and all these other guys. Yeah. They're, they're horrible people. They really are. And the fact that they get elected is really a, a sad statement on the voting population. It really is. Jim, Jim from South Elgin, so, thank you so much for joining us on Black and Right. Thanks Always for listening. Pleasure. Continue. Um, wow. Powers in the vote. Powers it's, at it's, the ballot box. It really is. It really, really is. People get elected and reelected and reelected. So, so Alicia, <laughs> when 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 I when I said, "Hey, Alicia, do you have something you want to talk about?" Mm-hmm. I should have known what you wanted to talk about. Well, <laughs> I'm <it's>... just kidding. <laughs> um, so, it's tax season. Yes. What is there anything new that people should be expecting when they go see their prepare tax prepare? Uh, anything new, any, any new federal law, anything from the state of Illinois, mm-hmm. um, give us an education. Sure. The newest uh, changes, actually, the changes are mostly going to be on the federal level. Uh-huh. Last year, the tax in 20 tax returns for 2018 was we had some major, major reforms, the most we've ever seen in about 40 years. So we clearly are not going to see that this time around. But there are just a couple small things that I just wanted to make sure I brought to everybody's attention. Obviously, uh, we had we had the opportunity in our practice to see a lot more people that were able to take the standard deduction instead of itemizing because the standard deduction, in essence, just about doubled. Okay. So people that typically would have to itemize in order to claim mortgage interest and real estate taxes and charitable donations were able to qualify for the standard deduction because it was higher. Well, that standard deduction is actually increasing again this year. So for married couples filing jointly, you are able to deduct almost $25,000 as a standard deduction. Come, come again? 25000 24800 Okay. So mortgage interest, real estate taxes, charitable donations would have to be more than that. If it's not more than that, you automatically get 24800 If you're married, if you're single or a single individual, then that has been raised to 12400 And if you're head of household, it's been raised to 18000 $650. So everybody's standard deduction went up anywhere from 200 to $500. Oh, wow. So that's an additional deduction. And what they're also keeping intact that started last year is if you are itemizing, there's no limit on what you can itemize as itemized deductions. So that's another good thing okay. that you'll see. Now, the major change that I wanted to make sure that people are aware of, and this is probably really the last major one, is um, they have change the medical expense limit. So in the past, you had to have, you could claim anything over 10% of your adjusted gross income. Uh They lowered that back to 7.5%. So that means all of your medical expenses that, you know, mileage, prescription drugs, anything over uh, your uh, 7.5% of your adjusted gross income. And um, and I spoke out of turn. One last thing is there is now a new opt-in for identity protection. So with all of the identity theft going on, in the past when a person finds out they're a victim of identity theft, the IRS will send you a PIN. 
and you then have to enter, give that to your tax preparer or enter that PIN number in order to be able to file so your is this a good tax thing? return. Is this a good thing? It's actually a good thing okay. because you have situations in a situation where people divorce and one oh, spouse is supposed yeah. to claim the child and somebody else keeps claiming this child. You can now opt in and get a PIN number for your dependent. So now your your dependent's identity is protected as well. Oh, wow. So you can now protect your children. And, that's, and how much you have to pay for that? You don't have to pay anything for Nothing. it. You just go to irs.gov and tell them that you want to opt in and go through the process and get a PIN number for you and your dependents. Wow. Free of charge. Well, you're listening to Black and White on AM560, The Answer, uh, with John Anthony and Miss CPA herself, Miss Majestic Queen. Thank you, Majestic <laughs> Queen. Uh, Alicia okay. Benford. We'll be right back. Keep it locked. And now, more of Black and Right on AM560. Here are your hosts, John Anthony and Charles Love. Hey, you're tuned in to Black and Right. I'm your host, John Anthony, alongside my guest co-host, Alicia Penford on AM560 The Answer. Uh, we've been talking nothing but Illinois-centric uh, topics uh, this last hour. Um, this next topic uh, kind of infuriates me because <laughs> I really didn't pay attention to it. Um, I saw um, Will County uh, Chairman George Pearson post something about this uh, a couple of weeks ago. And it kind of, I mean, I'm not going to lie, Alicia. Uh, you talk about a racist. This guy is a racist. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, he's part of the Republican Party. Uh, he's a racist. Um he needs to be condemned. I'm condemning him. He's he, 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 uh, This guy started out with 700 votes back in 1984. He's been running for a Republican, some race in the Republican Party. He ran for the 13th Ward, um, automatic race, too. Mm-hmm. But listen to this. In 2018, I'm not going to even say his name. Um, this individual got 56,350 votes. This lets you know. That when people go to the ballot box, it's not about an individual. It's about the party. Yes. Um, I am not a fan of because because I've heard some of the stuff he said. I don't want that's I didn't mm-hmm. prepare any clips. I didn't prepare anything about this guy. Mm-hmm. I just want you guys to know that in the third congressional district, there is a racist out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, prepare. Watch out. Look at what's going on out there. I don't want to give this person any publicity or any uh, notoriety. Um, just know this person is running in the third congressional district is a racist, a complete and utter racist. It's, I mean, he called, he's, he's happy about it. I appreciate and respect this person's, uh, uh, office as, as far as, uh, being in our, uh, military. That's, that's, that is commendable. But some of the stuff he said, and, uh, especially about people that look like you and I, mm-hmm. what are you, what are your thoughts? My thoughts, I agree 100% with what you said, and I agree and support my county chairman, George Pearson. When he issued his press release, he started it out by saying, no Nazi need apply. And what you just said about the number of votes he got echoed in George's press release where he said, ignorance has reared its ugly head again. Yeah. I don't even think people realized who they were voting for. I don't think so. So for people to, we got to call it out when it's we there. We have to call it out. Uh, and you have to. And, and, and until we do that, you're going to, this guy's on a ballot again. I, I know. He's been on the ballot before. And I agree. I don't even want to mention him by name. I don't want to give him a second of publicity. But no, he, he doesn't have a place in anybody's political party because that's not what <laughs> we're about but you definitely don't have a place anywhere near me <laughs> well you know 
one of my good friends. <laughs> I told you, I'm very scared. I'm still scared of this guy because when he talks, he he sends chills down your spine. Sean from Elmwood Park. What's going on, bud? Thanks. Welcome to Black and Right. Uh-oh. <laughs> hey, listen, anytime. You don't have to be nervous. Listen, you got to do me a favor, though. Uh-oh. got to tell, tell me this scoundrel's name so I don't accidentally, you know, you never know. He may stumble on an economic policy or an anti-tax policy <laughs> where he deceives the Republican voters. Because, listen, this is where, this is why I'm anti-party yeah. affiliation. And this is why I never endorse parties. Okay. And this is why you must always specifically call out the charlatans among us. That's right. So if this scumbag is a, is a racist, you got to tell me why. How did you come to that conclusion? And I need to know his name so I can ostracize him. Well, uh, you have to watch some of the videos this guy has put out um, that when he's been interviewed. He, he doesn't believe uh, anybody that's black is worth their weight in gold. He, he believes the Holocaust was a racket. Um, well, I don't think. Well, hold on, I don't believe people who are white are worth their weight in gold. Let's be very specific. <laughs> but go ahead. But but I mean, you, you have to. If you if you if you look up some of um, the stuff that has been written up, uh, up about him, I'm, I'm just not going to give him uh, the time of day on this. Isn't show. it amazing and, and, and though that the Republicans aren't shunning him? I mean, why aren't the Republicans? The there is an Illinois Republican Party. Correct. At least I believe they're supposed to be. Where is the leadership in that party? I mean, well, I'm just amazed at how they let these people go in and out of the party just because they declare themselves Republican or Democrat, for that matter. I'm, I'm Stop. 100% with you. Stop maybe making me bite my tongue. I'm going to just tell you what my Will County Republican chair did. He shunned him. He spoke out against him. So I'm going to speak for the person that, that did what he should have done. And this individual that we're speaking about is a self-proclaimed Nazi. Yeah, he not, said he's a Nazi. So oh, nobody I know who you're up. talking about. The yeah. old man. Nobody. Yeah. Uh, nobody's making it up. This is he. Got, we're calling him what he called himself. So, yeah. Yeah. What? Isn't it despicable that there's no barriers yeah. to be put on a party that claims itself to be conservative, Republican, representative? How in the world in 2020 do you let an open Nazi into on your party? Yeah. And you know something? It should be on the other side, too. Correct. Because what happens when the Democrats let the socialists in? <laughs> now you can't distinguish who's who. Right. I mean, there has to be some sort of parameters that organized parties put on to allow people to call themselves yeah. a part mm -hmm. of that party. I disagree with this whole, you, you tell me what you are and I'll just not. I don't like it. But yeah. listen, thanks for bringing it to the attention. I appreciate no it. No problem. Hey, Sean, guess what? I'm, I, I, I'm not going to cower um, when it comes to anybody that comes into the Republican Party. I am a proud member of it, and I've, I've done it since I've been in it. I'm not afraid to tell people, you know what? What you're doing is wrong. You're a racist. I have no problem. The Republican Republican Party doesn't have clean hands. Uh, but I'll you know, here's what I've come. Well, here's what I've come to know. They, they like when people say they're part of the party. Mm -hmm. well, where's the party for 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 liberty and for the Constitution and for true Americanism? Yeah. Because the Republicans have bastardized that as well. Don't be deceived. They're in on it, too. Yep. Otherwise, maybe you could we could sit down. You could have a cigar with me one day and Let's you could it. explain to me how all of these Republican congressmen and senators who've never had a job are amazingly worth 40 million, <laughs> 50 million. I just need somebody to explain that. I will. Oh hey, Sean from Elmwood Park. Thanks for calling black and white, buddy. <laughs> Thank Thanks you. so much for listening, man. I really appreciate <sighs> that. Wow. Sean from Elmwood Park. That guy, he doesn't hold back at <sighs> all. <laughs> oh, that is so. Uh, it is. You're listening to Black and Right on AM 560, The Answer. Keep it right here. Don't move. We're still not stuck on stupid. 
this show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right on AM560 with John Anthony and Charles Love. Well, welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Uh, my good friend has joined me in studio today as guest co-host Alicia Benford, CPA. <laughs> Not majestic or majesty, whatever mm, DJ called queen, you. Queen, queen, queen. Oh, queen, whatever. Yes. Uh, he, get it he, right, get it right. He's definitely going to pay for that. <laughs> um, but, 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 Sean, <laughs> me, <laughs> uh, but Sean from Elwood Park is right, though. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just one of those people that believes that you can make a difference within the party. Um, I know some people have said that I'm naive. I've, I've been through a lot being a Republican, a ton. Mm-hmm. I've lost a lot. I've been through a lot. But yet and still, here I am still fighting for the, for, for the principles of who the Republican Party can be. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so uh, with that, let's take Nick from Northwest Side. Nick, welcome to Black and Right. Yeah, thank you. I called in. I said that I'm a conservative, a white guy. <laughs> uh, I'm not a really a Republican. I uh, believe it or not, in Illinois, I vote Democratic because they're still resisting this nonsense called right to work state, yeah. uh, which is an insult to working people. But <clears throat> I just <laughs> called to compliment you on your nice show. I was listening to it since the beginning. Thank you. Uh, it used to be a, a gentleman like yourself and people like yourself would maybe express your views in a voting booth so nobody can see that you're uh, conservative. <laughs> but otherwise, you're, you, you, know, you, you want the same things I do. I want the same things here. You want responsible yeah. care for the community of your people. I want it for my people. I want it for all people. You want it for all people. Yes. You know? And uh, I really appreciate your coming uh, uh, to the microphone like that and talking about these things. Hey, Nick, okay? thank, thanks so much for joining us, and thanks so much for listening. Please continue to listen. Um, uh, we got a lot of great things coming. Okay, I right. will. Thanks so much, Nick. Thanks, Bye. Nick, for calling in. But he's right. I th- and, I, and I think that's what, that's what we miss a lot, is that people we're people we're human we all want the same thing we want security we want stability we want we want good health um and i I think i think what what i try to do on this show is just have those conversations that most people just don't want to have i know and at some point we can always find that we have more in common than you know then we disagree on and you can usually find a happy medium somewhere and even if we disagree yeah we can still do it respectfully Except right. with you sometimes, you know, because you don't always listen to me. And you know I'm always right, but I don't want to go there. <laughs> we'll save that you know, for another You know day. what? Uh, speaking of that, <laughs> speaking of that, um, you know, in the um, Illinois Senate, there's a new president, um, Don Harmon. He's the new president um, in the Illinois Senate. I thought he did something that um, I was shocked that he did. And I think he and I think he needs to be commended for it. I'm still not a fan of his fair tax or... The progressive tax is what it really is. Uh, he stepped down from his job as an attorney mm-hmm. to become the full-fledged Senate president. What do you think about that? I actually think that that is commendable. That is in my, it's a full-time job regardless. So the it fact is. that he is now able to devote 100% of his time to um, hopefully making some of the, the, the reform changes that we need in Springfield. I'm, yeah. I'm commending him, supporting him 100%. Yeah. I, I, we, we had a call. He just dropped. He said, Steve, uh, 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 the name was Steve. He said, I can't believe a black man can be a part of the Republican Party. Why I not? saw that comment. Yeah. Why not? It, it, I went back to what I said earlier when we were talking earlier. I said when I ran for state rep as a Republican and people said, well, why are you running as a Republican? For that reason right there. 
If you have to ask that question, I should be able to run for whatever party, whatever office I want to, whatever party, because I'm in this country and I get to vote and run for whatever office I want to. Thank you. Where can the people find you? They can find me at Alicia Benford for Illinois on Facebook and Alicia Benford for Illinois on Twitter. Well, you know what? That two hours goes by quick and Ooh, fast. It does. We'll have to fight off air. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't forget to follow me at J. Anthony Speaks on Twitter, J. Anthony Speaks on Facebook. Go ahead and follow the Black and Right page. Uh, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Black and Right on AM560 Answer. I want to thank my guest co-host for the week, Alicia Benford. And you thank f- you for having me hey, again. I no appreciate problem. being here. I also want to thank our guests, Christopher Ops and Chioki Brown. They were awesome. Remember, don't forget to follow us. Uh, I want to thank you to AM560. Thank you so much for this opportunity. You, the listeners, keep it locked. Next week, Black and Right. See ya. <laughs>